Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another home-based episode of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila. And today uh, we're talking about the hidden expenses that haunt your business. Yeah. And, uh, and, and by haunt, I mean yeah. like cost you a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a Halloween episode. Oh, okay. Too like early. That. We okay. could postpone it if you want to. <laughs> we could, That's no, fine. We'll, we'll, let's do it. Um, okay. I am wearing Coldesi swag today. I would like to, um, you pointed that out. I have my t shirt and my new CAS hat. Nice. Um, we just posted a video on the digitalheateffects.com website in the videos area that showed us making this hat. It was kind of fun, actually. I, I enjoyed that yeah. one. I want to do some more. That's hats. actually a 100% um, digital heat effects uh, it, it ensemble is. that you're wearing it is. today. It is. My socks are embroidered. Okay. And my shirt is embroidered <laughs> yes. on this side. Oh, yeah. Avance. Okay. Uh, great. Well, let's let's talk about it. So, Mark, you had a story that kind of inspired you. Um, yeah, it, it happened. It happened just this week. You know, um, I think I've talked about this on a cup, you know, on, on a bunch of the podcasts that I've got a few um, marketing clients that I help on the side. And, uh, and I got the strangest email from a uh, from a different marketing company that they used to use probably a year ago, May of last year, you know, they used them, they used them up until about May of last year. And the, uh, the gist of the email was basically that my client owed them $5,000 uh, for running oh, Google ads. Okay. It's because they had, and, and this was two things. First of all, this marketing company had an arrangement where the client would just pay them X amount and they would do their marketing and they would include the charge for the Google ads. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so they had it coming out of their bank directly. Uh, so my client was used to never seeing a charge for Google ads. So two things that were, that, that were a big mistake. First of all, the client never checked their credit card statements one way or the other mm -hmm. to figure out how much that they were being charged for Google ads. And this actual real company never checked this five and $600 a month bill that they got on their, on their taken out of their bank every month. You know, so literally it cost them, if this, if this company had gone out of business yeah. or just decided not to pay, then that, then that organization, the marketing company would have been out five grand. Yeah. And they really could have probably just said no. You know? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Thank yeah, you for doing the ads for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's true. So, um, well, it sounds like they paid them. So it sounds like they're pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's all going to work out, but it really did start me <laughs> thinking because it happened, it's happened to me recently too. You know, I recently yeah. found a, you know, a software that I was paying $97 a month for that I hadn't used in like four months. Yeah. No, I, and actually I found the same thing at the, um, we used to do a lot of go to, uh, go to webinars with that software. Right. And we, we had two accounts at that point in time. We had one accounts for the, um, kind of the, the Coldesi product lines, the Avance machines yep. and the DTG and the digital heat effects line had a different account because they were doing so many more webinars. They were crashing into each other. Well, that account hadn't been used in months. Well, yeah. I mean, probably six months, but it was charging. And um, us in the marketing department, we don't see everyone's credit card statement every month. So we right. miss it. Luckily, we've got um, people in our accounting department that look at things enough to bring it to our attention. But yeah. um, so if you don't have some accountants that are looking over your business every month and checking your uh, checking your statements and what you're being charged and questioning in them, then get that person or do it yourself. Right. Yeah. A absolutely. Because, you know, we'll run through a couple of places where maybe you and I have both run into a few more examples of places mm -hmm. where we're wasting money yeah. by paying for stuff, you know, hidden expenses that, I mean, we, you and I between us have just talked about $800 a month worth of stuff yeah. between all these companies and things like that. Now, you know, if you're a big enough business that that's a, um, that's a possibility, congratulations that you don't owe, you don't notice the 800 bucks a month. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, you really, you really should be looking at this stuff because it'll, it'll eat away at your profits and it'll make your business less successful. Overall. Yes. And even if it's not that much, even if it's just a couple hundred dollars a month, $300 a month, that's a machine payment. Yeah. Right. Your business has wanted to expand, wanted to either add another embroidery machine to speed up production, right. Or add a new technology or whatever it might be. And you've been postponing it because you're trying to get to the point where you could, uh, like quote unquote, afford it. And if you're wasting money on little things, you might, you probably like more than likely, because most businesses make mistakes in their financial management, you more than likely can afford it now if you follow some of these things and find those hidden expenses that are haunting your business. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example. Um, if you have, if Mark and I, Mark Veal and I are both, you know, generate a large number of ideas mm -hmm. and we actually take steps on about uh, 25% of them to make them come true. Yeah. And one of the first things we do is buy a domain name. Mm -hmm. You know, you buy a domain name and you, and you end up with hosting. So, you know, thisamazingidea.com, you know, go to GoDaddy. Hey, it's available. Let me mm -hmm. get it. It's only $13. Yeah. Um, and then you get the email service to go with it, which is another $6 a month. And you get the privacy, which is $25 a year. And then when I go into my GoDaddy or Bluehost account, you know, I see eight to 12 domains in there that I'm paying to renew every year. Yeah. I just canceled um, like four or five little ones that had just been hovering around $13 a year that had been hovering yeah. around for five years. I just hit cancel on them because it's this renew thing and it's once a year for 15 bucks. You don't even notice it, but it eats away at all this little money adds up. So we're going to, we have six or seven very specific things. That's the first one. Yep. And uh, maybe we can do some sort of like a mock add up of how much money we've saved up. Um, oh yeah. So if you've got a piece of paper, we should do that. I don't actually. I do. Well, I'll open up my calculator then and see if we can get I've to got it. a piece of paper and a purple Sharpie pen. <laughs> <laughs> I have a daughter, daughters. So. will do that. Too. No, there's no, there's no good colored ones. Okay. Right. Here. So, so let's say that we, we, you know, we've got $45 a year worth of domains, mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, at least that, that we can, that we can get rid of. Um, what else do what else do we what else do we have that we can we can knock out as far as a hidden expense goes? Okay, so um, one thing that you that you noted in here was the monthly software charges. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's so it and you we realize it at home, right? I mean, there's all types of memes out there about people joking about they cancel their their uh, cable. But then they have Netflix and Hulu and Sling and Disney Plus and Sirius Radio. <laughs> they have yeah. 40 other little $8 charges and the software keeps pinging you. The same thing happens in your business, right? Um, you mentioned um, you signed up for a CRM because you were going to do it and you were going to use it and then you stopped using it, but they're pinging you $9.99 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I had one, the, uh, I had, that happened a couple of times recently. I'd used ClickFunnels, um, which is a very cool kind of like a landing page software, marketing software all in one. I'd used it for about a, a year for a particular project um, that ended last year. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed recently they're still charging me $97 a month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was an extra mm -hmm. almost 500 bucks that I spent this year without really having to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's one. Um, the email accounts that you might have purchased to go with your domain, GoDaddy and Bluehost both have this thing where they will, um, you know, you can add your domain email address like mstevenson at coldessie.com. Mm -hmm. Um, you can add that in and it's, it's, you know, maybe five or $6 a month. Um, and I had those attached to a few domains and I really just use my Gmail address for those. Yeah. You know, so that's another $15 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, Monthly service charges like having more than one um, antivirus software. Oh, yeah. You know, so if you're yeah. using Norton and you're using uh, malware bytes every once in a while between my wife and my uh, laptop, we'll get an expiration notice on a software, on a virus software that I didn't even realize we had purchased. You know, it'd been, it, it had been so long. The only time that charge comes up is when it expires. And, you know, that's, that's another couple of bucks a month 
Um, those recurring monthly software charges are probably in, in my business life, probably the thing that I ends up dinging me the most. Yeah. And it, it, it's common out there. So the things you want to look for are, um, uh, so we mentioned a CRM, you mentioned virus software, any type of subscription to a, um, like art, subscription that you're using yes. or graphic software subscription you could easily get you can get photoshop for 20 bucks a month or something like that i think and if you you're paying for that but you're never doing your own art right, right. you're you're just you're subbing all your own art out or you've hired somebody to do you to do your art in-house full-time or whatever it is um, or you have two subscriptions to photoshop you know for both business partners or husband and wife but only one of them uses it yeah. Okay, so cancel stuff like that. Look and just take, a, I think looking at the credit card is a statement is the best way. Look at the credit card statements, figure out what they are and then determine if it's just, if it's a waste of money or not. Yeah. I think the credit card statement is a, is a really good idea. The, you know, what I, what I hate about that is if, you know, especially like GoDaddy and Bluehost, they're, they're great at refunding money. You know, they're very customer service oriented. They're not going to give you a big hassle or anything as long as you don't call them every week with something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I hate is that you have to go through that after it's all over. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. it's almost like if you could make a little punch list, if you just open up your browser and look for all of the software that you've saved your password in, you know, just look across your, um, your saved web pages, your, you know, whatever's in your browser uh, search bar. And just make sure, go through all of those and make sure that none of those are a fee-based service. You know, like we use, we use Mangles, you know, here at Coldessi mm -hmm. for keyword research. And that's a good charge. I keep it on my, on my uh, favorites in my browser. You know, and most of the things that we pay for, like project management software, they're right across the top of my browser. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to do is go through all that and go through my old links on there into the folders and make sure that there's nothing left that's still active that I'm paying for. Yes, and also you might be, so often with these services, they provide a free trial for a month and then afterwards it's, and oftentimes it's not that expensive, $10, right. $20 yeah, a yeah, month, yeah. it's not a big deal. But you, when you're going through that, you should really go to their pricing page and look at what's free and what you're paying for. And yeah. more often than not, you might be paying the $19.99 a month you know, for the, for the premium service. But when you look down the list, you're not using any of those premium services. Yeah. You're using only the stuff that's in the free account. Yep. So just, just cancel it and keep the free account. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you've got something like a, a CRM, you know, some of them are rather expensive. If you, mm -hmm. if you tried Salesforce on a free trial for a little while, or if you signed up for a contract on something like keep CRM mm -hmm. or even Zoho, there's two things you can do is you can look in there and see how many users you actually have that you're paying for mm -hmm. and how many mm -hmm. users actually use the software. Yeah. Um, and you can also see if maybe there's a less expensive alternative and we'll talk about shopping later on, but you know, a lot of these have a cheaper version, you know, that you can use, like you just said, like, you know, just kind of dumbing down what you, what you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's, there's a good amount of money in there and, and paying for things that you don't need, especially on those, those monthly software charges. Agreed. Um, so uh, then this kind of segues a little bit into the next one, which was overpaying for services. Yeah. Like what, what kind of services did you have so, in mind? So we just talked about, you know, you're overpaying for your CRM, right? Because you have a 15 uh, user license and, but the free ones, five users, you're only using three. Right. Um, but there's, there's lots of other services, typically your local stuff that's um, like your internet service, your mobile uh, your mobile service, you know, anything, anything like that, your mobile phone I'm referring to, um, when you sign up for the commercial service for say the internet, you say you move into an office complex or you start a business and then you get a phone call from your local internet provider, because now that you're officially a business, um, everybody contacts you with the commercial services. Yeah. So um, the reason why that one popped into my head was because um, since I work from home frequently um, last year, I had a friend of mine, friend of a friend that I had met, sold commercial internet services and said, oh, you work from home. You, do you know if you work from home more than X percentage of the time, I can qualify you for the commercial internet. Way better, way faster, all this stuff. So um, yeah, tell me about it. 
Well, the cheapest plan they had was like $220 a month. My internet at home is, is half, less than half of that. Right. And I'm not ever reaching the max, my max bandwidth capacity for what I'm doing here. I know. Can, I didn't even know you could do that these days. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, and it's, you know, you'll, you'll see what you have, you know, and another friend of mine just did this. He was paying for the premium service and he kept running tests throughout the day through um, like a load test or something, some tool that was provided by the internet um, service mm -hmm. provider to see if he needed to upgrade. So he'd run this and he'd realize that he never hit 50% once. Right. So he said, I can cut this down by half and I'll still never even hit a hundred percent and saved himself, you know, $50 a month. Yeah. So, um, you might not need the commercial internet service. If all you're doing is streaming some music into your shop, checking emails, buying things online, you may never be using it. Um, unless you have a lot of employees that are on the internet at once. Yeah, that and and that's a great point. The and your your expenses definitely change when you move into a retail space or a production shop. Mm -hmm. You know, your opportunity for these hidden expenses go up exponentially from staying in your, your house. But one thing that that you know this customer experienced just recently is your advertising budget can can be some, you can have some big hidden expenses built in. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you have a Google ads account in particular, if you tried Google ads, depending on how you have it set up, it can be both expensive and unproductive. So if it's something that you've got an ad, you've got Google ads running and you've had them for, you know, six months or a year or two years, and you've never really done anything with them. You, you don't go in on a regular basis and manage them. You should log in and check the performance because you could be wasting, you know, 500 to $1,000 a month or even a couple of hundred bucks a month just by having these ads that no one will tell you if you, if you created a Google ad a year ago and then you deleted that, the page that it was going to mm -hmm. because the product was out of date or, or for whatever reason, Google is not going to send you an email and saying, hey, this ad isn't going anywhere. Or they they're just going to collect that, the money. Yeah, they won't send you an email saying that your ad is performing way, way below average. Right. So, so really, like if you're running any ad account, and that's Facebook ads as well, mm -hmm. Google ads, Bing ads, if you advertise on any digital platform, man, you should really take a look inside your ad account and inside your analytics on your website and just make sure that you're getting some kind of a return on this investment. Yeah, and, um, and I think that that's true for any it's any advertising that you might be doing because we've talked about it a lot on here that some folks do local advertisement. You know, they do a, a they do a big sign on at a, a, a youth sports park yep. or they do something with a school or they take out a local ad with the local small business association, things like that. And you might be overpaying for some of that too, meaning you buy the half page ad, but does the quarter page ad make any difference? Yeah. You know, um, you might be, you might have the big sign at the park, but does having the smaller sign make any difference in how much business you get? So yeah. You and, and you may, you may just do this as a, as a matter of course, like I do this every year. So I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that particular spot, that advertising, you know, maybe it doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe nobody goes to those baseball games anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're still paying full price for, for a banner. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. They move things around. It's everything's changing, I think is probably the theme on that. Every 18 um, months. Yeah. So I would say on, on overpaying for services, add up every service that you have and find out if you're actually just, and, and not necessarily that you're being ripped off, right? Because I think that's yeah. a different yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you might have a cleaning crew that comes out and cleans your shop once a week and they might charge way too much compared to the yeah. market value. That's a different problem than just, than just paying for something you don't need, paying, yeah, but paying for more internet that you need, whatever it might be. That, that reminds me too, that, you know, in the, uh, you know, right now it's, um, it's the end of May in, in 2020 when we record this podcast and Mark Veal and I are both working from home. So Coldesi has a reduced staff that go into the office every day. Um, so, you know, are we, are we paying for cleaning the same cleaning that we did when we had 31 people in the office? Mm -hmm. Are we yeah. buying the same? Do we have a supplies subscription where paper goods and things like that come in, you know, every month in the same amounts is your business changed enough that there may be some, 
regular expenses that you don't need. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're not going into your office at all, do you, can you suspend your internet service at 220 bucks a month for commercial internet for, for the two or three months that you're gone? Yeah. You know, yeah. all those are, are boxes that you can check just by, you know, looking around at where you are and, and the time that we're in and seeing if your circumstances have changed. Yeah. And, and another thing to consider with that is um, what you predicted you would need versus what's reality. And that's yeah. good to check on these things. So you may have uh, set up a, gotten to the point where you have uh, cell phones for your company, right? And maybe it's even just a small company, th- two, three people, but you got phones just for the, you got company phones and you thought you needed the unlimited data plan. Well, check out your data usage. You yeah. might find that you're on Wi-Fi 95% of the time when you're using data, you're hardly using any what can you do? How much money could you save by reducing that plan down? Yeah, agreed. It could be, it could be that you don't want your employees to be able to text. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's, that's something that you can look at to reduce the monthly expense. Yeah. So there's pl- plenty, plenty of little things that you can save there just by checking for this, checking on the services that you're using and are you paying for the right level of service? I think is the big one or, or are you paying money out there that's um, useless, uselessly spent, like you said, uh, an ad to a place that doesn't exist anymore or an ad where nobody's really actually seeing it. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Uh, what do we have next? Um, I think that brings, brings, uh, it's a good, good segue into, um, are you, are you paying for something that you can easily do yourself? Mm-hmm. This, this kind of goes against my basic philosophy where I don't yeah. want to do anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, but, but it's, it's true. You know, we, I break down and do this at my house all the time. You know, we get a little remodeling project done and I can paint. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay somebody 400 bucks to paint my bathroom. Yeah. It's going to take me two hours. You know, is there some, is there a commercial equivalent to that in your business life? Yeah. And, and you find like lines to draw, you know, and one, so one example that we had talked about was, um, and this one kind of is, uh, I guess it's, it's not an overpaying for service, but it's paying for something you could do yourself, I yeah. guess. Um, a friend of mine, he rented a small office for him. Really? He had a small company, three, of three people, and they all worked from home and he decided he wanted to get everybody together and kind of feel like a company. So he rented a little office and it's one of these places where it's a building and there's like 40 companies in this small building that all rent out the little rooms. So uh, two years into it, he was re-signing his contract and he realized there was like a trash fee and a cleaning fee and and all these little fees that were eight, 10, $20 a month, things like that. Well, they were all optional. So he was paying like $9 a month or something small like that for trash service. So over over $100 a year for trash service for somebody to come in and empty his trash. He said, we didn't even fill a Publix bag worth of trash a day. We recycled and shredded the paper. We didn't print that much. So it was like two Coke cans, you know, and some tea bags. And, And that was it. So he unchecked a few of the boxes, saved himself like 50 bucks a month on rent. Which again, not that much, but all that's that's five hundred dollars. Yeah, six hundred bucks a year. So he said, you know, he's like, now I got that six hundred bucks, six hundred bucks. So he said, I went ahead and I forget what he bought. I think he bought. Um, it was kind of funny. This was back. This was a while ago. He bought the um when they first came out the thumbprint locks for the door. Oh, okay. So this way, so this everyone didn't have have to have a key and walk okay. in, you know? So he said, he said, I took that. He's like, I spent 400 bucks on that. I've wanted something so I don't have to carry keys as much. And so he was able to buy a luxury for getting rid of, for taking out a public I thought, bag, I thought you were going to say he bought a, he bought a Lexus yeah. or Cadillac, <laughs> yeah. 600 bucks a month. I'd be in a CTS myself or a, or a Tesla. That's great. Put the company la- label on the side. Um, okay. So, so I think that's good. That's a good example. I mean, the guy can take out his own trash. You know, it's not costing them that much. You, you know, you can, you can wipe down your own desk if you're paying for a cleaning service and, and, and don't really need it. Um, you had mentioned, though, when we were talking before about um, printer services. Yeah. And yeah. I, was, I was surprised that people actually still did that. Yeah, so it's, it's still a huge business, if not thriving, you know, more than it has, uh, than it has ever, where, where you don't have to buy 
your printer and your copier, whatever that you have, right? You don't have to buy that. You can, you, a local company has already, it's, if you, if you, if you're in business, a local company has attempted to sell you one of these oh, yeah. guaranteed. Right. right. And, uh, and it's a service, they bring a printer, you don't have to pay for you or, or you lease it for like 50 bucks a month and they fill all the toner and do all the maintenance for you and all these things. And they've got a really good pitch because for many businesses, it can be uh, cost effective to not buy the toner and manage it and fix it. You know, it, it can be, um, okay. or they just don't want to do it. Yeah. More so they don't, yeah, have to, don't, don't have to worry about it probably is more so because you're paying for the service and the risk of having to buy something and what if it breaks, but realistically, um, are you printing enough to warrant having a $70 a month fee for having a nice fancy printer in your office? What are, are you actually using it enough? You know, um, do you have, or, you know, you might have like a, a 9541 digital heat effects printer. So you've got this commercial, super efficient printer and you might be paying for something that you print some bro- brochures or flyers That's a great out point. like every, you know, every few, and you're, you're hardly using that. You got uh, somebody coming in every month doing counts on your paper, changing your toner for you. And you've got own a, another commercial printer already that can print the things you're hardly using. I know already. Yeah. So don't pay, pay for services you don't need, you know, like something like that. Um, and oftentimes, especially if you move into a commercial service, everybody is kind of using the same service. So the salesperson comes in and says, oh yeah, I do all the accounts here. Here's what I do. And it could be cleaning. It could be garbage. It could be printer services, whatever it might be. Um, just don't find yourself in a position of something you could do yourself. You can own on your own, especially if it's not that much work. You know, like the guy just tying up a bag and throwing it out in the big trash bin that's right by where he parks his car. I I think I think it's a good policy just never to talk to any salespeople that come to your office. I think that's (laughs) I I think you'll save thousands a year just by implementing that policy. Yeah, Uh, but I I I think that's a good. You know, we we've talked briefly about you know the kind of online savings and digital Mm -hmm. savings that you can get by you know making sure you're not paying too much for domains and for mm-hmm. hosting that you don't use and for ads that you're not getting the most out of. You're not forgetting any of these kinds of accounts uh, for antivirus software and any online utilities that you may have used once or done the free trial for. Um, and then some things that you can easily do yourself like uh, office cleaning or, or what have you. Uh, both of those, you know, a combination of those, that's got to be worth a grand $2,000 a year. Yeah. But I really want to encourage you, and we're going to go on to talk about a few more things, but I want to encourage you not to undervalue your time with all of these things, especially yeah. with the things that you can do yourself. But mm-hmm. you know, if, um, if you have the time to save, to, to look for and find and audit a $5 a month charge, I think you should do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want you to not do something that will make you 50 bucks. Yeah. In order to save five. Yes. You know, we, we and, talk, mm-hmm. we talk about that a lot. Yeah, exactly. And this is, it's, this one um, can be a trap because yeah. you look at a dollar amount and you see it, you really have to have to evaluate what it's truly costing you, what in time for one, like you mentioned and in money over time. So there's, and, and is it a luxury that you yeah. choose to afford? Um, or not. So you can have a service come in and provide coffee for your business, right? right? You don't even own the machine, you know, and this 50 bucks a month, they come in, they refill all your little pods or your coffee, whatever you have. And it's easy to have somebody walk into your office, especially if you're in a commercial place and sell you this and you get it. Um, if you want that luxury, keep it. But could you also just go to Costco or Sam's club and buy a case of those K cup pods and and you're not wasting any time doing that, right? You're, Honestly, not- right right now, I'm Googling how much it would cost me to have somebody bring me a cup of Starbucks every day. <laughs> yeah. Googling it right now. Because <laughs> I'm going to use some of that savings specifically for that activity. Yeah, you could Uber Eats, um, just just have them just bring you a cup of coffee. Be like a $15 Yeah, it'd be Starbucks. a $15. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that's it. how much it was just in the first place. No, 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 no. Oh. That's only for the fancy stuff. I just drink coffee. <laughs> I just coffee. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so let's go on. Let, let's get on our soapbox here okay. again. Every third episodes, mm-hmm. I think we do something that involves poor inventory management. Yeah. This is you this know, one. It's is, a killer. 
Yeah, and all the all the other stuff we mentioned are all things that can happen to you in business. But poor inventory management, um, I don't think it's something that happens to you. It's, it's something that you don't do. Yeah, or you right? do to yourself. Yeah, you do it to yourself. Nobody duped you into poor inventory. Nobody came and, and showed you a really cool coffee pot and said, look what you can have for 50 bucks a month and got right. you excited, right? Poor inventory management is just you not doing the little bit of work that costs you so much money. Yeah. Um, and so this is in the, it costs you money in um, paying for that next day or second day air. You know, we, we live in this world where Amazon has a thousand warehouses, you know, in every city. So you feel you can get everything next right day or right yeah. away for cheap. And you can with Amazon because they are, you know, they're, they're a massive company with a massive amounts of warehouses. But chances are, if you're buying custom apparel supplies or, or whatever type of shop you else, you, whatever else you might do, you're buying from a company where they only have one or two or three locations nationwide. Yeah. They can't get things to everybody every day. And you have to realize that the world still exists in the same place it always has. With right. it. It costs Geogra a lot. Geography is constant. Yes. Geography is constant and it costs a lot of money to put something on an airplane, a box yeah. on an airplane. It can cost you $100, $200 and, uh, and running Coleman and company.com every day. Every single day, multiple people are paying for ne next day or second day air to get something to it. And then I look at the order and I, and I say to myself, why don't you have that in stock? Why don't you have white thread? Yeah. You know, yeah. why don't, why don't you have, you know, and it's, it's so funny because it, it goes the, the full spectrum. Like somebody will have overnight a cone of thread. Yeah. So they'll pay a ridiculous shipping charges for something that's what seven dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they'll like pay yeah. they'll pay fourteen dollars for a seven dollar item, um, and the other part is is that they'll overnight something like a liter of pre treat. Yeah. Which you know, with eight ten pounds or eight, not a eight, liter, a gallon, pounds. a gallon, so, so a gallon of pre treat. Pounds, yeah. So it's going to it's just going to be it's a huge expense. Yeah. And it's not something that sneaks up on you. Yeah. And, and now this is for those listening out there who may have paid for this. There are some, there are always uh, circumstances that can lead to this that are okay to deal with. For example, you drop your gallon of pre-treat while you're, and, and you destroy it yes. on the ground, right? I you, mean, there's going to things that are going to happen. You get a surprise order out of the yeah. blue for 10 times more than you've ever done before. Yeah, yeah. And somebody and wants are, to order a thousand shirts. Yeah, do it, right? That's yeah. an opportunity for you. Um, but white thread, uh, paper, ink, you know, especially these easy to manage inventory items kill businesses all yeah. the time in fees. Um, they're constantly paying. Even Coleman and company with, um, you know, we would sometimes air freight over things from our suppliers, a, you know, put a pallet of stuff on a plane. You know how much terrible. that cost? Um, because somebody didn't manage inventory correct, right? And yeah. then over the years and time, that was uh, dealt with and, and perfected. That used and to happen. Things. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't happen now. And, and so you want to admit, you want, that's fine if your business used to do that, but you should be looking to yourself and saying, how do I manage my inventory better? So you have to look at um, your usage. How much yeah. thread are you using? How much ink are you, how long will that last you? Hey, listen, I just um, want to call out our, yeah. our, our smaller businesses, our home-based businesses. If your inventory is in your desk drawer, yeah. or if you can stand up from your desk and walk over and look in the closet yeah. and count the eight things that you should keep in stock then there's no excuse for having to overnight something unless you get a windfall order. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and, but the, but the same goes on the other way. Unfortunately, you can't just order, you know, you win $20,000 in the lottery. So you order all the apparel decorating supplies you're ever going to need. Yeah. You can't do that because you won't be allocating things proper properly. So you can over order stuff too. Right. Yeah. And that actually goes right into, um, into the next one that we brought up that we wrote down here was about that you don't buy in bulk or you buy in too much bulk, too yeah. much in bulk. So this poor inventory management, and there's, there's a lot of, there's some good reading out there. If you need to get to that point, if you want to read about it, there's books on it, how to manage inventory and how to deal with um, 
uh, turnover in your supplies and, and things like that. So if you, if you're at a point in your business where you need to perfect that, I don't claim to be an expert on it. There's yeah. tons of theory on this right. stuff, but you keep it simple. Like you said, if you, if you have an embroidery machine and a printer, right. Um, so threads a little funky to manage, right? Because yeah. you're going to have, there's 400 colors. So you might not own that all right away. Um, but it really doesn't go bad. So maybe you would invest in getting a thread kit. Right. It's not that weird. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you, you want to watch out for your ink where you can buy in bulk and say ink or paper and things like that. You can buy this, but if it's going to sit on the shelf forever and possibly expire, yeah, you know, like liquid, that's a huge do, waste then that's you don't, a that's choice. a waste. So buying too much in bulk and, or not buying in bulk is an issue. Um, if you're buying and it, it, all the time we, we had, I remember some years ago, um, we had a customer who bought ink um, like every three or four days and, and about a quarter of the time it would be a rush delivery, right. you know? And then, and then all the time I'd hear somebody on the phone say, Hey, you know, if you buy four of those cartridges, you get a discount. Yeah. Right. So if you buy four of each, you know, then you have a month's worth or whatever it was. Right. Um, and you're going to save, you're going to save like 200 bucks a month. Um, yeah. But they never could get it. They could never get it right. A different person was ordering every time. Nobody was watching what was going on. Um, and sometimes they would order, then they would order the next day. Yeah. And then they wouldn't even realize till the next time we talked to them and say, oh, I didn't even realize so-and-so ordered. That's nutty. You, so you know, communication I, too. I, I think that, you know, if you have an embroidery machine and a, and a printer of whatever kind, then, then you should really start thinking about your businesses, your business, like what it is, which you are now in the manufacturing business. Mm -hmm. You run a little factory. And if you think about your business that way, you know, if you go into, if you get the chance to take a tour up into, into a bunch of factories, they're fascinating. The inventory is absolutely tight. They have very specific procedures because, you know, they can't have something two thirds of the way down the, the assembly line and realize they don't have the right screws in stock. So they have to overnight it because then the whole company stops. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they also don't have the storage space to keep every single part that they might ever, ever need. You know, so I think if you think of your business that way and you run it that way, you know, what are the, the individual components that you're going to need on a regular basis, no matter what, every week to make your product? Yeah. Like your These are so the keystone items that you have, you know, yeah. and if it's an embroidery machine, it's a bobbin thread. You might be able to sub one blue for another blue if you talk to your customer. Right. They might not care. Right. Say I have this, what's a shade darker. I don't care. You yeah. know? Um, but if you run out of bobbin thread, you're stuck. Yeah. Your Backing is, a, is another good one. Mm -hmm. um, ink is definitely it. Toner. If you're, there's no excuse if you have a, um, if you have a digital printer like the G4 or you have a, one of the digital heat FX printer, you can tell how much to toner and ink is left. Yeah. You know, the, the G4 will actually warn you that you're getting low. You know, so if you don't, can't reach your hand out and pull that next replacement cartridge out, then, then you've got an inventory problem and you yeah. should start to start to look at bringing those levels to the right place. Yeah. And, and all the time we see it where we'll see people post online. Um, my printer just got down to one bar on my white toner. Do you think I can finish these last hundred shirts? <sighs> and you, and this so this is going to cost you money. Not only so we talked about the overnight shipping stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but you could, you could cost you money with your clients. If you're oh, yeah. doing poor inventory management. Opportunity cost. Opportunity, lost opportunity. Um, somebody being upset, you know, may, maybe one of your clients won't care if you deliver a day late. Yeah. Right. You call them up now. Nah, it's no big deal. I don't need the shirts till next Friday. Anyway, just bring them Monday. You know, yeah. and they don't care. Um, but at the same time, that is a tiny little tarnish on your. That may happen. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and all, or also, you may have somebody that just walks in and say, "Hey, can you make me ten shirts today?" And you have to say no. Right. Um, and I can make you eight. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And there's lots of other things that can cause some of that missed opportunity, right? Like you didn't learn how to do something yet, or 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 you don't own a particular piece of equipment. There's a million things, but when it's poor inventory management, that one um, should sting a little bit. 
yeah. because it's sh- because it should be very easy for you to manage that. And when you lose business because you just you didn't order thread on Monday, you know, um, and, and you ordered it on Wednesday instead, and now you miss a little job, you know, that stinks. Yeah. That's something so, you could you could have fixed. So there's two hidden costs in, in in the inventory management situation is you are going to pay through the nose for freight. There's no way around that. Yeah. You know, if mm-hmm. you get into a spot mm-hmm. and the other is the opportunity cost, you're going to lose the opportunity to do business with these clients. You may lose clients, which is probably going to cost you more than the freight. So um, it's definitely a hidden cost. It's worth, you know, fixing in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, um, so, so um, the next thing you've got is, do we already talk about switching providers for phones and internet and things like that? I don't think uh, so. We talked, we talked a bit about, um, well, okay, there's two things with that, actually, because I wrote that down. So we talked about you're overpaying for, say, your, your phone or your internet or, or, or insurance or something like that, meaning you've, you've got $200,000 worth of insurance for your business but you only have $100,000 worth of stuff, even if you claimed all of it, right? right? right, right. So that's overpaying, but then there's also just switching providers. And I find this works best on all of your um, intangibles, Okay. right? This is typically on an intangible type of stuff, right? If you normally buy um, your t-shirts from one company and then you call another company and say, hey, can you get me a better deal on t-shirts? Uh, that back and yeah. forth switch is save you nickel. I mean, it's not yeah. going to, it's going to cause you probably more hassle than savings. Right? right. But when it comes to these things where that are intangible, like phone, internet insurance, they're typically on some sort of a contract or term type of a contract, right? You have, you pay for insurance and it's good for six months, right? You pay for, um, you have a one year internet contract deal. Right. Well, on all of these services, like that, the intangible type of services, you typically are rewarded for not being a loyal customer, but for being a new customer. Right. Um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but, but that's a good way to put it. I mean, that's not what happens at Coleman and Company. Yeah. Where yeah, you, get, you-, you get the, uh, the new cold SE plus rewards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and again, but we're talking about tangibles there. It's yeah, tangible true, items. True. And the tangible items, uh, the reason why I think there's a difference on these things are um, tangible type of items like that um, to have a, some sort of a rolling and changing cost over time. So um, if, the, if the product is made in Asia and shipped to the US and then sold here, um, there's a world economy going on of different costs over time, material costs, shipping costs, the price of oil. You know, I mean, all of these things affect these tangible good costs where, uh, and the margins are typically slim on them. So mm-hmm. trying to bounce around and switch on that stuff typically is not going to really get you very much of a savings over time. Right. Um, however, the intangible goods like phone, internet, things like that, what they do is they, um, they're charging somebody typically a very good deal to get them in the door, assuming they're going to forget about it and just pay it like that forever. Right. Um, because you don't see it, you don't feel it. It just exists. It's money that goes out and things, and it's just business as usual. You don't feel your insurance happening, right? You don't feel your internet happening. It's just there. So, um, your internet, I think, is the perfect one. It's the most common one nowadays when we're recording this podcast is if you're paying $119 a month for internet and um, a company knocks on your door and says, hey, we've got a $79 a month deal going on for the next year and you sign up, right? I just saved 30 bucks a month. I didn't do anything. Internet's exactly the same. After a year, it expires. Your price expires. And now it's 119 Well, if yeah. you call the company you were at before, and just say, what deal do you have? We're doing it for $79 for the next year. You're going to yeah. get it. And this could be true with your, um, your phone system. Like insurance, I think is a big one too. Business insurance, you know, um, is one like that. Um, they're going to raise your rates every year. Unless you're a new customer, then you get the new customer deal. Yeah. So that's a really any, good, that's a really good tip. I like that one a lot. Yeah. So any rates that anytime a rate raises, um, particularly on the intangible type of a stuff, um, just yeah. find out if there's a new customer. And this is how you can tell right here. This is the easy way to do it. Um, pretend like you're a new customer and shop them. Good. And if you're getting a better deal than you're getting, um, then they're, then you're, you're getting the deal that assuming they're assuming you're not going to bother changing it because it's right. your insurance and you don't see it and you're just going to yeah. pay when the bill comes. Yeah. So that's um, good. I, I like that. 
So you can switch, you can switch and it could add up, you know, like that internet stuff on those deals that can be $600 a year. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, um, I, I wish we would have kept up with the, uh, with the math there. I completely forgot about it. We've I've got to be writing some things. We, we got to be up to a, at least two or $3,000 a year just on the <laughs> things that we've thought of. Yeah. I've, I've got my purple list right here. Okay. Um, so I think, uh, so, all right. So then let's add that up real quick and then we'll, um, we have one more thing to say about what to, what to watch out for. So, um, I wrote about 50 bucks a year in domains. You're gonna have to do the math. Um, okay. Hang five, on. <laughs> 50 in domains, 500 in, um, various website services like hosting or, or some, something yep. like, that. uh, 200 bucks for e- a year for email services, a hundred bucks a year for say virus protection or something like that. Um, a hundred bucks a month or $1,200 a year for internet. Um, and then say $600 a year for like insurance, maybe. Yeah. So those are just the ones I wrote down. That's and a grand I'm, a month. That's a okay. grand a month. Okay. Yeah. So, so when, when you talk about, you know, money like that, that's, it adds up quick on you. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And think and of I, what you could do with that, you know? I know that we're, we're going to talk about tripping over pennies, but there's, um, if you're, if you're after a goal, if you're looking for, a reason, or if you're looking for, you know, something to, a goal to set for yourself and reducing your expenses, mm-hmm. you know, looking for hidden ones. Uh, there's a, a rule of thumb in most sales oriented businesses, like the ones that we're on, mm-hmm. that your pricing is always flexible up to 10% at least. So you can almost always just raise your prices on what you're selling by 10%. And the corollary is true. You can almost always reduce your expenses by 10%. So if you're spending, you know, $20,000 a year on your overall business expenses, you can set a goal this year of reducing those by $2,000. Just yeah. take 10% and then go through this exercise of looking at these different things and see if you can't find that money. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And um, it, it's, it's uh, Mark, you always does this every, you know, every few months, really, you pick a, something else that we spend money on or we do something on and you just ask the question right? Um, do we need this? Do we still use it? Is it still good? Yeah. And sometimes the answer is just a really quick, yeah, it's good. We like it. Okay. That, that, and that's it. You know, it's just right. a check-in. So um, it's important to check in on all these things. Hey, we have business insurance. It, is it too much? Is yeah. the right amount that we should, what's the word of the current rates, you know? Um, and then look it up Yeah. and then move on when you're done, you know, um, because you don't want to trip over pennies. Right. And that's kind of the final thing here. Yeah. So, and that's, that's a con, uh, a consistent theme for us. You know, you don't want to worry about, like I said before, about saving 20 bucks in an hour. If your your own billing time is 50 or 75 or $150 mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to spend your time. Your time is worth money. Yeah. And you know, you don't want to waste your time to save a couple of pennies. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you see, you see it in every business out there and, and that's why it's, it's important to, um, to watch, just watch this. Right. So I was at, um, a friend of mine's house and they were talking about their lawn service and how they have somebody, the, the owner comes out and does some of the service, right. Of the small business. Um, but then a different guy comes out and pulls the weeds. So he had said, oh, who's this, this is your weed guy? It's funny. You know, like who's, why does he come out here and, and, yeah. and pull weeds? And he says, it's, it's so much work. And, and, um, and I pay that guy, you know, a quarter of the wage that I do to do this manual labor. That's so much work. And if I were, I shouldn't be doing that. I should be yeah. spending time on the bush that's dying or the go. tree that's got an issues, the things that take my knowledge, the pulling of weeds. So so um, I think that's, this, that's the same thing over this. He could easily trip over the pennies and say, why am I paying that guy 15 bucks an hour yeah. to pull weeds that I could do? Yeah. You know, because he realizes he, realizes he, could, he could make more money, he could sell more, or he could deal with the bigger issues, right? Um, versus some guy's, you know, big begonia bush dies because he was too busy pulling weeds, not paying attention to that. Yeah, yeah. He should be doing something that's worth 50 or 100 or $200 an hour. Yeah. You know, if that's his skill set. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, well, I hope really that we've saved you guys a ton of money. <laughs> I, hope, yeah. I hope that everybody out there like takes this, takes what we've talked about to heart and kind of 
goes through that American Express or Discover statement. You go through your browser and check all the, uh, all the web services that you've used in the past. You check in with your uh, domain services yeah. and make sure that you don't have any hidden expenses, you know, and that, um, that you look at your inventory, look at your, what you've paid for shipping and really kind of see what kind of additional profit or success you can dig out of your business just by looking for hidden expenses. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually I had, I had a pro tip. Okay. I like um, that. I almost didn't mention it. Gosh, save the day here. Um, what you could do is go, you mentioned you're looking for your browser. Yeah. Go into your email um, and you want to search for a few things, right? Search for the word paid, right? Because okay. you'll get an email that says such and such paid in full, or you could put PIF as another one. Invoice, yeah. search for invoice. Search search for the last four digits of your credit card number. Oh, that's a good one. Because you'll get an email that says 60, $66 was billed to card ending in one, two, three, four. Right. So you could search, search for those things in your email. Um, and then those can also help to make sure you're not getting billed for something you're not realizing or you're not paying attention to. So the credit card statement, your internet, and, um, and then that, uh, because money can get lost. And man, uh, and, if you would have started with that, then we wouldn't yeah. have had to do the rest of the podcast. <laughs> and then uh, the tripping over pennies, the last thing, you know, is not only is it about yourself and your own time, that's a big deal. Um, but it's also just about getting caught. Like you said, you should be doing things that are worth your money. You can get caught up in these like rabbit hole traps of trying to save money that end up taking you nowhere. Yeah. Like calling um, five companies to find out how much they charge for thread. And the difference is between 60 cents a cone max. And each of that, that comes out to a quarter of a penny a logo. Right. Right. And, but you're only doing, you know, a couple hundred logos a month because you're yeah. a real small business. So you're saving your, what you're saving, you didn't actually do anything yeah. because when you should be maybe have, have spent that money or spent that time on perfecting your process. Right. Cause you mess up one shirt a month, one polo shirt, you lost 25 bucks. Right. Right. But it took you a year and a half to save that money on that thread. Uh, to get a return on that investment on that savings. So you really want to watch out of what you're searching for. Um, look for the biggest dollars first, go down the line. And then in the end, don't get caught up with it. I think it's a great idea also to um, set a little calendar reminder for some of these things. Like you okay. can see your internet service, your, your insurance, um, uh, whatever services like that. And you could just do every quarter, you could do a few of them. So yeah. check your, in, check, look, look up your insurance once a year, look up your internet once a year, you know, and just set re monthly reminders. You could do one a month, you could do three or four a quarter and the reminder pops up and you say, okay, you know, this week or today, I'm going to make sure I look at my insurance, my internet and my cell phone service and see if, if um, I'm not overspending. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening to the CAS podcast. Once again, this has been Mark Stevenson and Mark Vila. You guys have a uh, great business.